Good evening, our dear listeners. This is Faith Fit Radio Ex Nihilo podcast from Father Martin and Steve Buckland. Good evening. It's uh, great to be back with everybody. I know it's been a little bit of a hiatus. We've gotten some uh, some angry mail, like, "What are you guys loafing on the job?" Nope. The truth of the matter is that uh, it's been a crazy time. Uh, Father Martin, as you know, being a full-time priest and me being a full-time dad and having two full-time jobs, uh, sometimes life gets in the way. So we apologize for the four weeks of interrupted service, but we're back. Uh, We're better than ever. Um, And I guess we can just kind of jump right into it. So we got a couple of plans, some changes on the horizon for the show. Sure. And so we thought we would run it by you. First of all, you know, I do owe a big apology to our dear listeners, all 10 of you. Uh, (laughs) It's just that the the fact is uh, not only being a full-time priest, but there were certain changes in... uh, and the dynamics that I ended up having to take on two more grades at school, at the school, and teach religion. As a teacher. He doesn't actually teacher. take the whole grade on by himself in some sort of battle. Yep, as a religion teacher, just to help out a little bit. So uh, my, my time got a little, I guess, uh, <laughs> what's the word for it? Short. Short, Short of time. <laughs> and yep. so we, we sat down, Steve and I, and we... We tried to come up with the best compromise, the best plan of action for Ex Nihilo because it come out of nothing. We don't want it to return to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So so kind of on the go forward, uh, what you can expect down the road is we are committed to get back to weekly podcasts. So you'll hear back from us once a week. Uh, Father Martin is going to be joining us uh, twice. Uh, so basically, Father Martin, Father Chris, who you've heard a few times on the show, we thought he did well enough in his tryouts to invite him back into a more semi-permanent role. Uh, and then Father Miguel, who was on, on our second, I think, podcast. Yeah, Father second Miguel podcast. Gonzalez, who's the rector of the cathedral, is going to be joining us for some podcasts, too. So we're going to get a rotating uh, host of priests. We're still lobbying hard to get Bishop Noonan on the show. Um, that should be fun. Uh, but our goal is to get you back onto regular weekly content. So That's, yes, and, and then we're promised that we're going to get a sponsor and we're going to get new intro music. So I'm looking forward to that. Um <laughs> I heard San Pedro Center could be our first sponsor, so that that's exciting. All Catholic charities. Well, yeah, either one. Well, there you go. I think we can write better copy for San Pedro Center. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just to delve right into the topic that we want to tackle today, friends. Um, very timely. Very timely because, uh, as you know, there is a major issue going on right now with the Caribbeans and especially Puerto Rico. Yeah, and uh, Florida. And, and Florida. And, and Texas. Texas, Mexico as and well. And Mexico. Uh, all these natural uh, disasters, and we give them all names. Right. I, I guess the earthquakes don't get names, do they? We didn't name the earthquake. Like Earthquake Pete. We don't <laughs> We don't get that. We just name the earthquakes after the Yeah, well, I wonder why. Saints. I wonder why. But regardless, um, Omar was a huge hit. That was my very first... Oh, hurricane, first hurricane, quote unquote. Yep. Wow. Because it actually, the eye went through Orlando, and right. that was quite an experience, quite an experience. And then, and the next day was surreal, really surreal for me, because it happened also to be 9-11. Right, that's and right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we survived our hurricane on a very significant day. And your hair hasn't been the same since, I'm noticing. No, it hasn't been. And <laughs> <laughs> and then just just as we were about to you know recover, and we was st- we're still recovering from Irma, I think. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Some folks have only gotten their power back on in the last couple, like last week. That's so. yeah, that's very unfortunate. And 
And sadly, then Maria came. Oh, yeah. And just mowed Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. I mean, there had been a lot of talk about Puerto Rico. I don't think people realize that the, the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands, which are just across a small uh, channel from right. Puerto Rico, Barbuda, Barbuda, isn't it? Barbuda, yeah, which had already gotten eradicated. Hit Nobody yeah, is living there anymore. Yeah. anymore. It, it's, it's tragic and it's terrifying, actually, for me to to uh, look at the footage of pictures and videos of uh, how the storm just bombarded and wiped out just about anything on its way yeah uh, and it was yeah bad I and mean, people were devastated without a doubt and that beg that begs the question <laughs> if there is a loving god if there is a just and all caring god why is this happening For years and years, thousands of years, uh, human beings, we've been trying to tackle this issue. Um, back when in the, in the pagan world, um, we tried to placate the gods uh, by right. offering sacrifice here and there, trying to please them so that, you know, they would be granted good weather, they would be protected from all harm. But that's not the image that the Christian God was try, trying to convey. Right. And the scriptures reminds us that our sacrifices, our offerings, our praises add nothing to God. And God is not so vindictive as these pagan deities that we come, uh, that people came up with, that if you didn't offer him, you know, an, a, a nice piece of brisket that he'll be... Oh, I so thought angry. it was more virgins. You had to, like, chain a virgin to the rock, and the kraken had to... Well, no? no? That was <laughs> okay. Poseidon. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay, so but you guy. raise a good point, and mm -hmm. I think it kind of speaks to the question, and really, you know, uh, for a lot of people, it's... it's um, And it's a separation, I think, between kind of the notion that how could God allow evil and then how could God allow suffering, which right. are two distinct things. And when we think about, you know, natural disasters like hurricanes and earthquakes and volcanoes, you know, the, and, and tsunamis, those things are very much natural. They're, they're certainly of nature, mm -hmm. but they induce or, or the result of them is suffering, right? right? Which is different from kind of evil, intrinsically evil, which is really the absence of something good and pure and you know in the context of the hurricanes uh how can this you know how can god allow the suffering you know right. i don't know that any i mean i guess you can think that the hurricane's evil but it you know it's just weather right well the, the problem is you know there's no good explanation I, i remember when i was going through philosophy studying and we um we studied the scholastics and saint augustine tried to explain that issue saint thomas aquinas tried to explain that issue and And in a sense, you know, they they gave us some perspectives, but to exhaust the explanation on why um, there are sufferings, why there are evils, there's not quite a good answer to it. Right. Uh, now I've seen that I saw that you've done some extensive. I always research. try to do my homework. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let me hear your there's thought on the matter. There's marked up text. We have text. There's marked up text. Steve, none got, of this is original. I always have to go read everybody else's. Sure, work, but so. Steve, Steve got highlights all over the place. Like there's <laughs> yellow highlights, there's pink highlights, there's black uh, notes, and all that stuff. Okay, so do share. So, so I guess what I would say is I would kind of. I think we could think about this from the high level, you know, in the context, I think it all comes back to Christ. And we think about, when I think about suffering, I think when you, the image we have of suffering as Catholics is mm -hmm. is the crucifix, right? It's, it's Christ 
on a cross suffering for all of our sins. And so if we're going to kind of address suffering in the world, in the physical world, I think we have to go back to Jesus. And Jesus never promised to rid the world of suffering. But what he did do in his act on the cross was showing that suffering can be embraced and offered back to God mm-hmm. in atonement for sins. And, you know, nothing, the interesting thing, you know, the saying, God doesn't give you anything you can't handle, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've probably heard that. Uh, in, in a way, that's true, you know, because through, through suffering, great things are able to be done. Sure. Through suffering we're able to grow closer to God and closer to Christ because it's in suffering that we see the absence of all the things that we take for granted, right? Sure. Like how would we ever know that, that blindness is a bad thing without the gift of sight? Or how would we know that sight is so precious without seeing the, the blight of blindness, right? Um, different religions have tackled the question of suffering before and and from my own experience because I, I grew up in a country that too dominant religions is Buddhism and Catholicism and there is a really an intrinsic difference in the understanding both religions dealt with the question of suffering right uh, but in the Buddhist tradition the one phrase that I love to say when I was younger is life is a whole ocean of suffering and and for the Buddhist philosophy the purpose of a good life of enlightenment is simply to detach oneself of suffering because there's so much evil in the world that there's a sense of like escaping being escaped from right. from all of that isn't it the purification of your soul so i endure the suffering because that's what chisels me out it purifies my soul and enables me to but there's also a sense of detachment so if you ever seen a port- portrayal of the buddha he often is portrayed very much detached and serene in the midst of all these sufferings. Right. And then you turn around and you look at our Christian understanding of suffering. And there's and, Jesus right in the middle of it, right? And there's Jesus. Bloody on the cross. Bloody on the cross. And that is the difference, the basic difference between two religions. Instead of trying to detach oneself from suffering, Jesus, God, enter into the world and become a part of of human suffering exactly um one is trying to get out and one is actually coming in and being with and, and that's where the, the word compassion describes so beautifully uh, what our god and uh, what our god's answer is to suffering you know god is suffering with, with calm us. passion right accompanying with the passion that every single one of us goes through um just and just using the example of Jesus, you know, on the cross, what did he say? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. And he's quoting Psalm 22, but it is the cry of every suffering human being that at times when you're going through such a terrible time, and I'm sure many brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico in Mexico, in Texas, are saying the same thing. My God, my God, why is this happening to me? Why are you not there for me in my time of need? Even Jesus, the God-man Jesus, said those words, and he said that on behalf of the whole suffering humanity. Right. Um, I remember as I was studying St. Thomas, 
Uh, he said that, you know, you have to look at the question of suffering in the bigger picture. It's easy for us to just focus on the devastations. But unfortunately, without those devastations, at times we get so caught up in our own little world that we won't see the suffering of other people. Exactly. It is by permitting, and there's a difference between uh, permitting and and causing. God mm-hmm. is not causing any evil, but He allows that to happen. Why? Because otherwise, how else would we strive, uh, like step up to the occasion and see how greatness each human being's heart is? And exactly. Yeah. We step yeah. out. We help out. We learn to serve and to care for others. Sure. I mean, what what causes is suffering, or what uh, takes from one is an opportunity for another to fulfill. It's another an opportunity Hopefully, for yes. God's light to shine. And I think, you know, one of the things is certainly in our country and around the world, but most particularly in the Catholic Church. And we were mentioning Catholic charities earlier before uh, we started. Is you know that's our response. You know, the the church. Christ's church responds where the suffering is most great. You know, mm-hmm. when the people who were first on the ground uh, in Haiti was Catholic, you know, relief services. In the Philippines is the CRS. Um, you know, in, in, in Houston when they were having the floods. You know, it's it, and that's funded, you know, by our response and how we're able to to take up, not only offer prayers for those who are in suffering, but actually put our the fruit of our work, sure. you know, through donations and in some cases time, right, right down there onto the ground so that those people can, in their suffering, not only think spiritually or feel spiritually that Christ is accompanying them, but then see Christ in the people who are bringing help to them. Um, probably about like eight or nine years ago when that huge earthquake hit uh, Haiti. Yeah. And I remember there was a picture of this poor woman walking in the middle of the street in the mi- in the midst of all these ruins and collapsed buildings and she had lost everything. Everything. She was covered in dust and she was clutching a piece of paper. And in that piece of paper was a quote from Psalm 46. Uh, the Lord is my strength. I shall not fear even when the earth shook to the core the lord of hosts is my help i shall not sh- i shall not fear Dear. and and i think that was a great reminder a great witness of faith that in the midst of the devastations i still trust the lord and um when we did the the uh, the, uh, the recording for mass just before yeah. Irma, yeah, uh, I remember mentioning something like this. Yes, I saw so many pictures of devastations, but at the same time, I see so many beautiful pictures of men and women stepping out of their own their own safety and their own comfort, and help their neighbors, uh, assisting the needies. That's the beauty. That's, I guess, the glimpse of light in the midst of these dark, darkness that caused by sufferings and evil. Yeah, and it also helps us, you know, here uh, the faithful to, in seeing the devastation, seeing the suffering, 
take better stock of our own lives. I mean, right. certainly, you know, we had some experience, some hardship from the hurricane, but uh, that came through, but nothing compared to, you know, what was going on in Puerto Rico uh, recently. And so kind of your perspective, it gives you a greater perspective. It gives you a greater appreciation. It certainly has uh, for me of what's really important. You know, I mean, the, the yes, your house may be gone, but, you know, if your family survived and, and you're okay, you know, the irreplaceable things uh, are the ones that we care most about. And, and the things, you know, we can get again. Right. Um, and, and hopefully... Um, you know, part of what we see as, as we help and reach out to other people is, is the opportunity to say, yes, I, I have been blessed. I have great things of great value. I need to share them um, and appreciate them and, and really focus on what's most important. Right, right. Uh, and certainly our thoughts and prayers have been with um, the, uh, the victims in Puerto Rico. Yesterday, actually yesterday, right after Mass, a lady came up to me and in tears, in tears, and she was just telling me that she still couldn't get in touch with her mother. Yeah, that's happened. I've heard a lot of those stories. And uh, her elderly mother in the mountains, and she just could not get to it. And definitely it's causing a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. And in a sense, it is hard for us who are not going through what those folks are going through to really, truly understand uh, the, the the fears the pains the sadness the anxiety but at the same times we do have the capacity for empathy mm-hmm. and just learn to place and to make our, it real right to place ourselves in those folks shoes and to understand that oh my gosh what if that happened to me right how shall i respond and at the same times okay i i can do something I, maybe i'm not able to like fix everything but at the same time i can do something and yeah. if i can do something for these folks the simplest act of kindness then that already make a huge difference yeah they, they say that you know one of the uh, great sayings is you know the path to the cross the only way to the cross is through suffering right, right. the only way through to god is through suffering and i mean if you want a great story if you're looking for some some biblical uh context just crack open the book of Job. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about a guy who was suffering. I, you know, I think he lost everything three times over <laughs> and then once more for good measure. Um, but what you can take out of that story is that, you know, it was it was not God. God wasn't using Job in a willy nilly fashion, that there was purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, there was light to be seen on the other side of the tunnel, so to speak. Um and in, and in many cases, it's kind of that perspective and then the perseverance uh, of somebody like Job that can be a great model for us. And I, I do understand that, you know, it's easier said than done. Of course. Uh, none of us want to go through tough time and none of us want to find ourselves in that place where so many people are suffering without food, without water, without power much less non-essential things like without internet and some some of my my students would probably <laughs> die some of my students in the eighth grade and seventh grade would probably die if they cannot go through their days without watching youtube or instagramming right well but, it is it's bad i mean there were people in our neighborhood we didn't only part of our neighborhood lost power 
um, but the bulk of us didn't. But the number of people who were out on the streets complaining because they didn't have internet was, I mean, you'd have thought the apocalypse had rained down on Orlando. <laughs> yes, we have food. Yes, we have running water. But we don't have internet. How are we supposed to live? Right. So. And it really put things in perspectives, definitely. Um, but going back to my point, what was my Sorry. point again? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lost my oh, channel. Oh, internet. Account. And uh, you were you were having trouble with your Instagram account. <laughs> I don't have an Instagram account. Uh, but to find ourselves in such a place, you know, where people practically have absolutely nothing, that is a devastating situation. And um, and so not much we could do at this point. I know that, you know, different organizations are going to gearing up, are going to gear up and, and, and try to bring aid and help to these poor islands and these poor folks and so at this point definitely we we need to keep in mind their suffering and pray for them yep pray for their family pray for um the people who have died because i'm sure they're as of right now we're just beginning to they're just to beginning uncover. to tally up the uh, the, yeah. the fatality but and as we mentioned before, it's not not just. I mean, there's Puerto Rico, but you have the the Barbuda, the Virgin Islands, that whole kind of chain, that little area right there. Right. And so, please keep those folks in mind. If you could spare one hour, Father, for them, spare one hour, one hour, Father, for them. If you have a moment to, you know, offer a little sacrifice in their place. Yep. Okay, Lord, I am offering this suffering so that you can bring some comfort to uh, my brothers and sisters who are suffering. That is something that we could do. Uh, and then hopefully in the near future we can gather some resources to help our brothers and sisters rebuild. Exactly. I mean, and the goal in all of this is to make sure that the light of Christ shines through, and it's our responsibility as the faithful to make sure that it does. Right. There was there was a very basic story that I once heard. You know, this rich man walking down the street one one evening, and it was freezing cold, freezing cold, and he saw a little girl begging in the street. And his conscience pricked him, and he he went home in uh, his warm living room by the fireplace, and he was so disturbed by what he saw, and he cried out, Lord, why did you let this girl suffer so much? Why aren't you doing something? <laughs> and from the depth of his heart, he heard from the Lord, I did something. I made you. So in the midst of the darkness, and we wonder, you know, where is God? Why did God let this happen? I don't have an answer for you, and hopefully one day if I made it to heaven, I will ask the good Lord, why is there suffering? <laughs> yes. But did he do something? Yes, he has done something. He's made us. So hopefully by our initiatives, by our kindness, our generosity and compassion, we can bring a little light to these, these folks who are really tr experiencing tremendous darkness, and, quite literally. And in desperate need of our prayers. Yeah, and absolutely. So. And so I guess that, uh, what is our time? We're right at the wrap-up. We're at the wrap-up. So. Actually, I'd love to tell you at the wrap-up, but I totally forgot to set the timer, so I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, I think this is We're a missing good time. WeCat. Uh, yes, WeCat is he usually our timekeeper. He has one job, and he timekeeper. has to run the timer. Uh, but we got, we're going to wrap up this uh, podcast for this week. And so 
we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. Yep, yep. and keep your ears and eyes open uh, at most of the parishes uh, in your neighborhood. I'm sure there'll be special collections if you're able to contribute and help in that way. Um, you know, the parishes and, and through Catholic Charities is is a Catholic Relief Service is a great, great way to uh, to get help to people who need it. Right. And so just a little different from our usual way to end, I just wanted to end this with a prayer. And so we take a moment of silence and keep in mind our brothers and sisters in Mexico, in Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, all the Caribbeans, all those who've been affected by the natural disasters, those who've lost their lives, their homes, their properties. We ask that the good Lord bring them peace and comfort in the midst of such devastations. Eternal rest grant to those who have died and may the light of Christ shine through our actions, our outreach, so that we can bring to our brothers and sisters the help and the love of Christ. We ask all this in your most holy name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week, everyone.